bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I get to my top five at five, hey, Mike, what's going on? Hey, hey Ken. This is Dr. Ken. I just wanted to say, um, we, we, let me turn it down. We, 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 we are original people, right? Okay. And we are not Americans. We Tymerians. We hootie what what? That's that's <laughs> you said hootie who <laughs> hootie what? <laughs> Tymeri. What are those? Put it on the end. What are what are those? That is you. That is you. That's your You're not answering my question. That's You're telling your nationality. me why is that? Why, why is that? that? That's yes. the, that's we are the people that Back in the war in the 1800s, that war when they when when we fought against the Indians, they took and wiped cleaned out your your, your heritage, your language, and you were the Timerian people. Where does that and even that's come from? Where they took? Where does America. that come from? Where does it come from? What do you mean? Where it come from? Where does it come from? You just told me Timeria. Where does that come from? If, look! 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 Look up! All you have to do, look up. Look! Look up the map. Of the, I'm asking you to tell me where it came from. You're the one saying that that's who we used to be. I'm asking well, it, you. It, for, it, it, it came. It came from my grandparents. My great. My grand. My last grandmama. Hmm. She used to tell us this as kids. Okay. That we were Tymerian. And now you can you 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 can look it up. They, they 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 don't want you to know that you're you're Tymerian. Okay. They just took the name of America and put Mary at the end of America, the America uh, 
If so, it would be America, Mary, Todd Mary. Let's All right. Look it up. Look it up. I, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to text it to you. All so right. You text it to look me. Look it up. Text it to me. All right. I don't, I don't know if that was a conspiracy theory or a. <laughs> yeah. No, notice I didn't say that on the air. I, w- I would not be that disrespectful. <sighs> so before I get to my top five and five. So when you talk about mathematics, for me, there were there were multiple people on mathematics that we talk about. However. Do you know who Creola Johnson is? Well, you know her as Catherine Johnson, who was the American mathematician whose calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to the success of the first and subsequent U.S. crewed space flights. She actually calculated, not using the new math they had, but went back to old math and was able to calculate the trajectory, the launch window, the emergency return paths for Project Mercury space flights, and brought Alan Shepard, John Glenn, and the first American in orbital uh, space and rendezvous paths for the Apollo lunar module to go around the moon, come back, and land. So when we talk about being good at math, like, she's the ultimate. But where are all those people at anymore? Like, where are all the black mathematicians at anymore? Another one. Frank Green. Anybody know who Frank Green is? Born in 1938, passed away in 2009. Frank Green is often hailed as the first black technologist. He developed, get this, high-speed semiconductor computer memory systems at Fairchild Semiconductor R&D Labs. He would later go on to, tar- to start two technology companies of his own, founded a venture capital firm called New Vista Capital that focused on minority and female-led companies. His legacy as a technologist and as an inventor lives on today. And he's also among 63 inductees in the Silicon Valley Engineering Council Hall of Fame. The fact that you have semiconductors in computers is because and created the memory system we use today in PCs and cell phones, and it's because of this guy. But my favorite, who just happens to be one of my fraternity brothers, Alpha Phi Alpha, Garrett Morgan. Garrett Morgan was an inventor who was the first black man to actually own a motor vehicle, a car. You know, every time you stop, at a stoplight, Garrett Morgan invented it. He invented the three-signal traffic light after witnessing numerous motor vehicle accidents because there was no interval from stop and go. So he realized drivers needed to have a warning position, and he created the three-signal stoplight. Think about that. Born in Paris, Kentucky. Then... You know how when you run into a place and um, poison goes off or, or, oh, my God, you're sick. You passed out. There's gas in the room and we don't know what's going on and somebody has to go in. He created the rescue hood. Right. Which then turned into the oxygen you know, apparatus that you wear for firefighters. But the hood that you put on over to go into smoky rooms and all. He actually created that. 
But yet, what happened in the 1960s, 70s until now where we stopped doing that? Here's what I think. This This is my conspiracy. We steered black children away. The fight I had at a UW school here to get my daughter through the engineering program was ridiculous. There was always a reason why something wasn't right or something wasn't up to par or something wasn't. And it dawned on me. Watch this. I was told when my daughter went to a school and I won't name the school. She went to a school and they said. Oh, you're majoring in what? You hear me? Communications, political science, anything in the social sciences, anything in the liberal arts school. Full ride to school. When they found out she was majoring in computer engineering, they gave her $1,500. And I said to myself, so what you're doing is you're guaranteeing that kids don't major in certain majors so that you can keep those basically white and foreign born only. Got it. She transferred. And went to a school that supported her idea to wanting to become a software engineer. It was just insulting. But that's what you went through at a public school here in Wisconsin. So why would we expect anything different? Our children are being steered away from these under, under the guise that they can't do the work, but they're not given a chance to do the work. As if you can't just learn something, get some remedial help and be fine in it. The fact that you got remedial help means you're not smart versus somebody that's really good at book work but can't talk them their way out of a paper bag. But that's what we do. We damage. We damage black children by telling them what they can't be. That's why it's so important to have the first black something show up the first. Not to diminish the person's position. Not that they didn't deserve it. And that the only reason they got it is because they're black. But to recognize that, yes, we can do that. And now you can too. Let me get moving because if I don't get moving, I, I, I ain't going to never end. Number five. This from News1.com. Alcorn State has named an interim president since the HBCU's first black woman got fired. One of the premier historically black colleges, HBCUs and universities, is officially under new leadership for the third time in as many months. Alcorn State University has named its newest president more than two months after firing the Mississippi HBCU's first woman to work in that capacity. Dr. Tracy Cook was promoted to the position on an interim basis and will begin his tenure at Alcorn on Saturday. Uh, Cook, who most recently worked as Alcorn State's Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management, previously held other positions at the school, including Chief of Staff. Cook will replace Dr. Ontario Woodson, who had also been working as interim president at Alcorn State, which is the oldest public HBCU in Mississippi. So, Cook will become the third Alcorn State University president and the second on an interim basis since April. 
when the institutions of higher learning uh, board of trustees fired Felicia Nave from that same position. She was the first black woman president at Alcorn. She was terminated. And the reason wasn't clear, but they said she'd been interviewing for a similar position at another university in Louisiana. So they probably got a little peeved and went, boop, you're gone. They called it financial exigencies as declared by the board for good cause, for the board's convenience, without really saying why they let her go. But I guess, hmm, I guess rubber balls aren't the only thing that bounce. Number four. From JS Online, May 1st, well... Here we go again. It's been a tradition, right? High school seniors, you commit to college. But the federal government, they're kind of delayed with the new financial aid form. So some institutions are extending it to like May 15th. Now, if they couldn't get it done by May 1st, and they had a whole year. What makes you think that the federal government is going to get the FAFSA form done by May 15th? Well, the decision will affect tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of students accepted to the flagship universities. But, you know, UW-Madison is on that list where they had to move their date. So here's, here's what happens. You know what a FAFSA is, right? It's the free application for financial student aid that the Department of Education puts out every year. So they got a new form. And so 21% of Wisconsin high school seniors have completed the FAFSA, 42% dropped from last year. And the federal data analyzed earlier this month by the National College Attainment Network. So students, parents, financial aid officers reported significant glitches. Limited windows of availability since the December 31st launch, which was already three months later than when the forum usually went live. So you start doing your FAFSA in October, right? October 1st, you got to get your FAFSA done. FAFSA opens in October. You got to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And it didn't open until December 31st. So then it opens and now it's got glitches. So what are they worried about? Students who, are, students who are U.S. citizens but whose parents are undocumented and don't have Social Security numbers are locked out of accessing the form. And they're kind of working on it. Because they want to know how much money your parents make so they can decide how much money you're going to get so you can get a loan, so you can give the federal government more money. And the federal government, by, by the way, the federal government will probably never get rid of school loans. They will never get rid of giving people school loans because they make trillions of dollars a year on student loan interest. It was a terrible system when it was created. It's a terrible system today, and you cannot get out from under your student loan debt. You have to die. And that is unconscionable, but that's what we have. And I think it's unfortunate. It really and truly is. Number three. I alluded to it earlier. This also from JS Online in an article by Alex Groth. Uh, Middleton police say they're investigating the homicide of three people at a residence in the Dane County community Sunday night. Uh, officers responded to a report of a property complaint unrelated to the shooting. 
at about 7.40 p.m. last night in the 6300 block of Maywood Avenue. Once officers were in the area, a man left a separate residence with multiple gunshot wounds and was transported to the hospital. Officers entered the residence and found three individuals, all deceased. There is no known danger to the public, and officers are not looking for any additional individuals. The incident remains under investigation. There's no further information. Now, what I like about this, right? It's a suburb of Madison, and nowhere in the story did it say that until it got to the end, saying you can call Middleton Police Department or Madison Area Crime Stoppers. Why? Hmm. Just kind of proves when we talk about the issue with how blacks are put in the media and how whites are. Number two. I talked about this one earlier also from Fox6Now.com. Milwaukee judge sentenced Adiona Sandifer today to 25 years in prison and another 15 years of extended supervision. Okay, so somebody help me out. Um, tw- let me see how old she was. 20 what? Du, 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 du. Now, this story doesn't have her age. I think, she, I think she's 25. So if she's 25 and she gets 25 years, she's 50, and then she gets 15 more years of extended supervision, she'll be 65 years old. Wow. And on a side note, that is an ugly shirt, but I'm going on. Uh, <laughs> so... So she made a series of bad decisions. Her blood alcohol was 0.167, which is over twice the legal limit. And that was on 60th and Fond du Lac. Um, It's heartbreaking. But she needed to be held accountable for the decisions that she made. And and that is um, something that we have to be careful of. Number one. So I've been hearing about this for the last, I don't know, six months to a year. This from CBS 58. The political showdown over Wisconsin's voting maps has come to an end. Today, Governor Evers signed legislation to enact new legislative boundaries he drew himself to be in place in November election, a move that marked significant shift in political landscape. Under the map, Democrats have the ability to drastically reduce Republican legislative majority that they've maintained in both houses since 2012. That's because the new maps will significantly weaken GOP lawmakers' advantage and create more competitive districts for the first time. So when you swing a district Democrat, that's not making it competitive. That's making it Democrat. If you swing a district Republican, that's not making it competitive. So whoever wrote this story, like, what were they drinking? Like, what exactly, what exactly were, so it can't be more competitive. If anything, it's just Democrat. And then the Democrat will win because it's more Democrats. It's the same idiocy that Republicans do. So you understand when this flips to the other side, you can't complain. When a Republican governor gets in and when the and the state uh, Supreme Court decides that it's it's going to swing back conservative, they're going to do the same thing. And we're going to have this idiocy all over again. And they'll talk about how how competitive it is when, in fact, they're going to swing it Republican. But then. Hey, black people. Hey, us. 
if it's going to be competitive, do black people have more districts? I doubt it. Did black people ask for anything from Evers? I doubt it. The question you should ask yourself is why did the Republicans fold so easily? Because I'll tell you about that after we come back from the break. Why did the the Republicans look at Governor Evers' map and say, okay, we'll we'll take this one? Had a great conversation earlier with with a number of elected officials. And I'm going to share with you some information I have anonymously. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. So I have the feeling there's going to be a lawsuit right before this comes into effect. They expect it to come into effect in August, this new map. And I, and I, and it, it drastically reduces Republicans' legislative majority. And then you have the audacity to call it competitive districts. This is the kind of idiocy that people want to do just as they can have they can have the upper hand. But whenever Democrats have had the upper hand in Wisconsin and they had both chambers and the governorship, black people lost. Now, I'm not saying we did great under Scott Walker or any Republican either, but when we voted for people and we put them in and we were intentional about it, we got nothing for it. We just felt good because they were Democrats. We didn't ask for anything. And we definitely didn't get anything. That's why your city looks the way it looks. That's why your city leadership looks the way it looks. That's why you have people representing you in government that aren't doing anything for you and then have the audacity to vote themselves a 15% raise. You don't even get a 15% raise. They gave themselves one. Now they're making, what, eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year? Really? Really? have done absolutely nothing for this city. Nothing. Dirt, garbage, broken streets. The lights in my neighborhood have not been on for over two months. It's unconscionable. And we say nothing. We do nothing. And the problem is we don't ask for anything. Oh, I just feel good. They're Democrats. I just feel great. We're in. Right. But then what did you get for your vote for paying your taxes? Did you ask for anything? Because you're always told, well, you got to wait. Oh, they're not ready for that. Oh, you got to wait. Oh, we're not ready for that. Oh, we got to wait. And we wait and we wait and we wait. And we've gone through the boomer generation, the X generation, 
the millennial generation. We're into the Z generation. And, and Gen A just got born. They ain't getting nothing either. And we feel good about it. We feel happy about it because we get free money. But we'll never get the amount of money they have. Miraculously. We'll never have the access to doing anything. Talking text line, Amos said, one unit is one pint. So I've given 11 pints. Wow. That's scary. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tune in to The Tory Show, The Tory Show Low. <laughs> Rename it Tory Sholo. The Tory Lowe Show tomorrow at 2 o'clock as Tory will be joined by Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley. They'll discuss his role as county executive and what he's doing for black community when it comes to affordable housing and oversight of the Milwaukee County Jail. Can't miss the interview. That's tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley on the Tory Lowe Show right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Black Owned Business Give Back is back. We have teamed up again with Associated Bank to help black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of this year, 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com that's blackbusinessgiveback.com let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure right here on the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member FDIC let me see if there's anything else I need to read alright we all good I'm all caught up all is right with the world let me see yep all is right with the world 833-212-1017 is the number. Eddie said, what have Republicans done for us except trying to erase us from history? Um, if you really want to know that, reply and say, yes, I want to know. If you want to go down that road. Because then when I do, the first thing you'll say, oh, you're a Republican and you're this and this. Because nobody can say anything opposite of what anybody else thinks or answer a question and like not agree with the person. So it has to be, you know, what we call an ad hominem attack, right? I'll be stupid, I'll be ignorant, I'll be all sorts of things instead of looking historically and figuring out, unfortunately, that many times we support and do things that are detrimental to us. And if you don't like Republicans, then just don't vote for them. But what you can't do is throw out something like historically what have Republicans done for us? Because no matter what I might say, you'll either accuse me of being a Republican or you'll turn around and say, well, that's, you know, you'll, you'll diminish it as if it's not that big of a deal. The fact that slavery ended in America for whatever reason, Lincoln ended it because he thought that if he could, he Lincoln tried to keep slavery. He, he actually wrote it. 
if I could keep slavery and keep the country together, I would. He was in support of slavery. However, he knew that slavery would destroy the country because the South would then be able to count black people as actual numbers when they did the House of Representatives. And basically, through population alone, the South would have taken over the country. Right? They wanted their own country. They own everything. Civil War put an end to that. He was a Republican. Oh, but he's a different kind of Republican. No, he was as racist as the other guy. Think about what Lincoln did. But as we go through the years, unfortunately, historically, when things happened in the black community that were positive from the federal government, that actually helped us. Unfortunately, it was under Republican. Because the Democrats only give us programs. They give us money for programs and training. They never actually give us what we ask for or what we need. They've never seen a black person that didn't need a program. Other people seem to get jobs. They get, they get money for a business. We get money to get trained to work in their business. It's, it's never quite what we need. We're never quite ready to run. We're never quite ready to. So somebody, even though it was a white person and a liberal, had to step up in Chicago and say, we're going to make Barack Hussein Obama president. We're going to start by having him run for state senator, Carol Mosley Braun. Then from there, once he's in, we're going to run him for president. Oh, my God, you're crazy. I thought they were crazy, too. If that's the only way we can make it, we're in trouble. MLK, the monument. Washington, D.C., right there on the mall, right across from the Marriott. They were building the Marriott, and they were building the uh, monument to MLK. If you haven't been there, it is breathtaking at night. And you go in. (laughs) Eddie said, I have no respect. I have respect for no, I have respect for your opinion. Okay. So, and so so one, one of the things is it got held up in Congress. It got held up because people wanted money. It got held up for some internal reasons. Well, I, I guess I can say that now. It got held up because the King family wanted some money because they were trying to control his likeness. Right? It got held up because people were complaining that the person that made the monument wasn't a black guy. But when they looked at the black guy's rendition of Martin Luther King, it was terrible. I think it was an Asian guy. Chinese? I, I don't remember. Who actually came up with what's there now? It is breathtaking. If you've never been in the daytime, it's humbling. At night with the lighting in the summer, it is breathtaking. Did a phenomenal job. So when it got tied up, who came through? Well, Republicans came through. It helped fund it. That's. That's not something I'm proud of. We should have done that. We should have come through. But there was too much wrangling with the family and too much wrangling with people trying to position themselves to get paid. So now we're at a space where, what, roughly 11 Republicans are going to end up in predominantly Democratic seats and then... 
they're going to have an election and they'll win. Here's my question. What does that do for us? If Democrats are in the majority, what do black people get? And why do we care? And and hear me in context. Why do we care someone else is trying to wipe us out from history when we're doing a good job of it ourselves? Are you complaining, Eddie, about black kids that are killing black kids? Robbing and pillaging? Because if you're not, you're as bad as they are. I just use that as an example. I'm not I'm not bashing Eddie. So we need to start speaking up and stopping these things that are going on. And it's not anybody else's fault who don't live in that neighborhood except the people that live in that neighborhood. And if they don't step up, call the police, do whatever they need to do. You don't want to call the police. You don't want to tell on anybody. But then the person gets out and that creates more havoc, creates more carnage in the community, and you say nothing. You don't complain about garbage. You don't complain about lighting. You don't. So at what point, who would want to live in that city? Now we have leadership who does like basically nothing for the city. They do everything for downtown. Now they have a raise. Now they can run for office and pew. And, and get this. You ready? Now that they have a Democratic majority, if it passes and goes through, you can't even stop them from running for office because no matter what you do, they got the votes to outnumber you. There's nothing you can do. Now we'll see what happens in the black community. Will the black community get help? Will it, like, now we'll find out, is the governor really worth you voting for? There's nothing in state law that would stop the governor from signing it if the legislature passes it. Number one, I guarantee you the legislature isn't going to pass anything that's going to be positive for black people in Wisconsin if they get the majority because they never did it before. Number two, if it passes, the governor is going to figure out a reason why not to sign it. Because it's not good because he can speak for you, right? He's the governor, right? Any, any liberal white person can always speak for black people because they know better. They know better for you, right? They tell you where to live. They tell you what to. So at some point, we just need to step up and do what we do. Vote them out if you don't want them. Vote somebody new in, younger, who has a head on their shoulders, smart, intelligent, who will listen to counsel and go from there. Otherwise, if you look historically at black people, we're doomed to repeat it. They'll say, come in. They'll open up the door like they did in 1968. You'll come in. You'll vote. And it's just exactly what Lyndon Baines Johnson said when he was in the White House after Kennedy died. If we can get them in words to vote for us in 1968 at the convention, they'll vote for us forever. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Eddie said, everything I've seen has been blocked by, everything I've seen promised has been blocked by the Republicans. Like what? What? What promises were blocked? What does black people need we can't do ourselves? Nothing. You're, you're, dude, you're a, you're a hundred percent correct. You're a hundred percent correct. But then he said, I believe in a hundred percent accountability. I said, then if that were the case, you'd have been calling out the Democrats decades ago. Too many promises unkept. When he came and said that he was going to get rid of student loans You were told that that could not happen. And he said he could. And he didn't. So the program that was already there for loan forgiveness was always for public service. So the majority of the people that you see getting relief, including me, were public servants. So it's not like we couldn't get published. And here's the other thing. They keep changing the program. Every six months it changes so that less and less people are eligible. And you got to keep doing all these changes. And it slows people down from getting relief. Instead of just saying it's a straight, you do it, you get it, you're done. You serve in public service and it gets relief. But no. Oh, you gotta you gotta redo this and you gotta redo that and you gotta consolidate this and you gotta move this over there and you gotta do this. And by the time you're done, you're so confusing. They give you, well, you didn't do this one little thing and you didn't dot this I across this T, so no, you don't get it. And then it starts over. And that's the lie they told. And now you got people still thinking they can get rid of their loans when in fact they can't. So What lies were blocked by Republicans? We just got lied to, not lies, but he said everything I promised, everything I seen promised was blocked by Republicans. So tell me what those were. Like what? I'm not taking up for Republicans. I'm taking up for either for neither of them because the Democrats promised you things they could never do. And then when they couldn't do it, they blame Republicans. They've been doing that since the turn of the 20th century. Lying to us. And we keep falling for it. At least the Republicans just don't do anything. Like no harm, no foul. At least they don't do nothing. But the people we ask, the people we vote into, you voted a mayor into office, but yet where? Well, give him another chance. Well, you said that when he was interim mayor. You said vote him in for the, the, the rest of the term and he'll do something. Okay. Well, then you voted him in. And so now we're waiting for, well, well you got to vote him in for a full four. Well, how long does it take? You're an alderman, common council president, acting mayor, actual mayor. Now I got to vote you in another four years to do what? Same thing with alders, men and women. Same thing with like, what, like how, how long do you need to be in office to do what the people are asking you to do? And then on top of that, you tax us 7.9%. At a time when inflation is still high. And and lying to me and telling me, oh, it was, it was at 13%, now it's only at 9 Well, it's 9% I don't have. And that got cut because what? You added 2.9%. 
So now we're at 7.9%. And like, what? why? So, yeah. Politics is local. Your local politicians handle your quality of life. The garbage, just like Sandra talks about. Where is Sandra, by the way? I ain't heard from her. The garbage, street racing, reckless driving, right? Shootings you really can't do a lot about. You can't do a lot about shootings because you're not in people's individual houses. He said, but that's the Republicans blocking student loans. Republicans didn't block student loans. Federal law says the governor, the governor, the, the, the president cannot reduce student loans. It is financial. It has to come from the House of Representatives. They handle financial things, right? The Republicans could never block. They said that we shouldn't. They said that you shouldn't, but they never voted on anything because they don't have the power. The, the legislative bodies have to change anything that's fiscal. That starts in the House Ways and Means Committee. So the House Ways and Means Committee dictates the financial bills that come out and the changes. So because that happens, right, they refuse to change it. But when the president tried to say, this, I'm going to change this, he couldn't. So he knew that going in. He did not have the power because he's an attorney. He did not have the power to do student loans. And he knew it and said he would do it and then blame the Republicans. When, in fact, he knew he would never be able to do it. That's what Democrats do to us. We need new Democrats in. Find some new Democrats. Let me hurry up and talk to Sandra. Where you been? I ain't talked to you since last Friday. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Look, hi. Hey. Uh, how you doing? I'm I'm riled up and it's Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I see. You sound good. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just going to say yes, real ma'am. quick because I know it's almost time to go. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm doing my homework. Okay. And so I'm listening to you. So I'm doing my homework. I'm jotting things down. So I'll call you back. Okay. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes. All right. Thank you, man. Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Because I knew as soon as I started talking about garbage, Sandra would call. Boop. Hey, you're talking about my, you're talking about garbage. Those are the things I want. Didn't Trump promise to ban all Muslims from entering the country? Again, what you say and what you do are two different things. Donald Trump cannot ban Muslims coming into the country. I'm, I'm just like, yeah. It's it's so much stuff when, in fact, none of that matters. I don't care about school loans. I don't care about Muslims in our country. I don't care about Hispanics entering the country from I don't care about people from Syria and China. I care about what's happening today, right now in downtown Milwaukee and in the neighborhoods of Milwaukee. How are we going to make it safe so three year old babies don't get shot and killed in houses on 64th Court? How are we going to do that? Where is the marching and the fighting and the screaming at your elected officials for not doing anything. The city council could do it, but they're too scared. And now we got four elections coming up, one of them which is tomorrow. So I'll be working the polls, voting in the morning, 
and making sure black people have a democratic chance. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe's show is coming up next. I'll see you in about 22 hours. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.